Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome into this week's preview Fizzcast. Ian Unsworth and John Eats talking about SU's next opponent, Wake Forest. And John, after Syracuse's 47-21 defeat against top-ranked Clemson, which we got to say was an impressive performance mm-hmm. by Syracuse, uh, they come up against a Demon Deacons team that just beat a ranked team. I'm excited for this game, and even more so after that Clemson game, and I was intrigued by how the defense played, and the offense obviously wasn't great, but Rex Culpepper looked like he can manage a game and then maybe sprinkle in a couple of those big plays, that Nikeem Johnson 83-yard touchdown catch. So there's a little bit added intrigue, and then, of course, it's on Halloween. So, boo. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting Saturday. We might be up for some scares. Who knows? Hopefully there are no more injury scares. Syracuse has been dealing with a lot of that as of late. Uh, Trill Williams was pretty much out for most of the Clemson game. Sean Tucker, uh, who was the brightest spot on the Syracuse offense last Saturday, left in the midway through the third quarter. We believe that's going to be an ankle sprain on Tucker. Don't know what his outlook is going forward. But let's talk about Wake Forest, John. Beat Virginia Tech last week, 23-16 scoreline, and it started with that Wake defensive line shutting down VT's run game. And you can't look any further than Carlos Basham, otherwise known as Boogie. Isn't that great? We're playing on Halloween. We've got <laughs> yeah. the bo- Syracuse has to go against the Boogeyman. Yeah, and the number two freak on Bruce Feldman's top 50 preseason freaks. Um, uh, over the over at the over at the Athletic, love his work. Uh, behind Quiddy Pay, who plays for Michigan. Uh, but that's that's duly noted. Dino Babers spent the better part of two minutes comparing Basham to a dinosaur and the king of the lizards. So not really sure what that means, but this guy's good. That's what you need to know. Just a classic Dinoism. What else, what else would you expect from him in a Monday press conference but to throw every single movie reference, animal reference, dinosaur, what, whatever <laughs> it may be. It's, it's Halloween week. Dino's getting wacky. It you know it's Syracuse football, but Wake of course on the D line wrecked some havoc in the Syracuse backfield last year, and with no Sean Tucker, if Cooper Lutz is the starting running back, I'm not too hype on SU's chances to run the ball. And yeah, I agree with that. And a further update on Sean Dino didn't have an update on Monday. Uh, they usually figure that stuff out Monday night, so um, haven't heard anything since then. Would have been. Uh, yesterday, but we'll, we'll look to see on that. He was listed at number one on the depth chart. But yeah, we saw Cooper Lutz a little bit in Tucker's absence. Didn't really do much. So uh, can't be too excited about the potential of that if, if Lutz is the starting guy against, a, like you said, a talented Wake defensive line. And other than that, against Virginia Tech, Hendon Hooker, VT's quarterback, was 17 for 33, 223 yards, but he threw three picks. All to walk on linebacker Nick Anderson, who went, I swear, Virginia Tech must have ran every single play at this guy. But former walk on linebacker Nick Anderson, 11 total tackles, three interceptions, named an ACC Defensive Player of the Week, 
and he had an outstanding game, probably the greatest game he's ever going to have in his life. Yeah, you bet he earned a scholarship the minute that game ended. I mean, that's crazy. A walk-on making that much of an impact. And we've seen it in a couple games this year, these walk-ons just springing out of nowhere and making a huge impact on the football game. And I'm sure we're going to see him quite a bit. I'm sure he's going to be causing some problems for the Syracuse offense on Saturday. And hopefully someone Syracuse will look to game plan against because we saw Rex Culpepper last week make some throws that were ill-advised, mm-hmm. to say the least. It wasn't like Rex was winging the ball all over the place, but at times he tried to force stuff that was not there. You agreeing with me on that? Yeah, sometimes quarterbacks have a tendency to predetermine their throws, and one that stands out in my head was late in the game. We were driving uh, we were inside the red zone. He was trying to find Hackett in the corner of the end zone, and it got picked off. It was a one-on-one battle. Typically, that's a good thing. You know, you like to give your receiver or tight end a chance, but um, I I think against Clemson, you can't really get away with doing that, especially if it's not a well-placed ball, which it wasn't. Yeah, he threw it behind. He threw it behind Hackett, and Mm -hmm. it was picked off in the end zone, which big disappointment. But at at that point, Syracuse was already down 47-21, to so a touchdown was just sort of, we call it the empty calorie score at that point, right? Just just another sweetener for fans that bet bet the under of that game. <laughs> uh, whoever bet on Clemson, I hope you didn't bet the spread because, man, you must not be happy. But <laughs> let, let's let's refocus. Let's refocus. Let's let's talk about this Wake Forest offense because no more Jamie Newman. Obviously, you probably knew that coming in if you if you followed the ACC at all. But Jamie Newman was a senior last year at Wake and. He left that Wake Forest Syracuse game with with an injury some way through the midway through the second quarter mm-hmm. and we saw Sam Hartman step up and, and play pretty well and Hartman this year has continued that vein of form of course Newman on to Georgia and then to the NFL draft after opting out Hartman has thrown for over a thousand yards on the year three touchdowns but he's been sacked 17 times I saw that and I was like wow that's that's something like that we should be doing which it is but, uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of got a preview of this year's game last year when Newman went out with the injury. And it's, it was the key players that stepped up for Wake in that game. Sam Hartman, who you already mentioned, uh, they have a great running back tandem. Kenneth Walker we saw quite a bit last year. Christian Beal-Smith, Ian, will get more into them. And then wide receivers, Donovan Green and Jakari Roberson. Uh, probably butchered that name, I'm sorry. But Donovan Green had a coming-out party against Syracuse last year. Seven catches, 172 yards, and a touchdown. That was the bulk of his season stats last year, so I'm sure he's going to be an impact player. And then you already mentioned Sam Hartman, experienced quarterback, over 1,000 yards, played some pretty big minutes last year. He's kind of been in and out as the starter, um, so he's kind of uh, leading the way there for the Deeks. Let's, let's talk about Donovan Green for a second. Last year, you mentioned that seven-reception, 172-yard game against the Orange in the Dome. He beat Syracuse deep a lot. And last week against Clemson, we did not see that. Amari Rogers didn't have any crazy big receptions. Not, neither did Frank Ladson, Joseph Ngata, any of those danger, dangerous threats they have on the outside down there in Death Valley. And hopefully we see a replication of last week's performance this week because Green is a burner and can get open easy down the field. Yeah, if, if, if Syracuse defensively can replicate what they did last week, eliminating the big play, keeping everything in front of them, taking advantage of turnovers when they can, looking at you, Amon Greenwood, but Garrett Williams did. <laughs> if they can do all of those things and then 
you know, there's only so much you could do with the run game, though they did pretty well last week, limiting Travis Etienne to under 100 yards. Uh, if they can just limit the big play, let Wake rack up the yards if they want, get off the field on third downs, I think they're looking pretty good. Let's talk about one more thing surrounding this game before we move on to some lines, predictions, all that sort of good stuff we used to wrap up the show. Taj Harris did not travel to South Carolina last weekend, of course, for flipping the bird at uh, the Fox Regional Network cameras during that Syracuse loss to Liberty. And of course, if you saw the screenshots circulating on Twitter, Tommy DeVito was right next to him. Of course, when the two best offensive players in the program are sitting around, you know, cracking jokes and flipping off cameras, it's not a great look for your football team. But Dino Babers did the right thing, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, last week, sitting down Taj Harris and for the bulk of the Clemson game, not allowing him to travel and sending a message out to both the Syracuse team and to the Syracuse fan base. He's in control. And Taj Harris seemed to take it on the chin. Yeah, and you just, you, you can't do that. What he did, that was inexplicable. And I think Dino made the right decision as well. You know, Taj, obviously a great player. makes He's our leading receiver, makes a lot of big plays for us, a lot of talent. But you can't be doing things like that. you got to represent the school on the field and off the field. And, you know, Dino said he's in good spirits. So I'm not sure if that means he's going to be back this week or not. But hopefully he learned a lesson from it. He can come back and uh, play some more ball. And he was tweeting throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was he was very happy with how the team was performing, so it didn't seem to be a lingering impact on his psyche or whatever it may be. Hopefully, Tosh Harris comes back with a better attitude, which is something that we've questioned. Everybody's questioned at times. Of course, uh, Gil Gross, one of our uh, co-writers on OrangeFizz.net, wrote a great piece about Tosh Harris and his attitude issues over the years. But hopefully, Tosh is back this weekend and can make a big impact. And if he's not, Ian, I was pretty impressed with how Anthony Queeley stepped up at wide receiver one this weekend. And then a guy who hasn't really been as heralded, Ed Hendricks, we, we'll we get into him. We already mentioned Nikeem Johnson, one catch, but it was for 83 yards and a touchdown. So if that's the impact he's going to have on the game, so be it. Uh, but yes, mentioned Ed Hendricks, another guy uh, entered into the spotlight. He's mostly been known known for this year, uh, knocking out Andre Sisco. Um, but I thought he did pretty well. Yeah, three catches, 24 yards. No, nothing nothing to be amazed at, but a good production from a player that hasn't seen much PT. All right, let's move on. So if you're betting this week, uh, which I'm personally not on Syracuse, but <laughs> if you're betting this week, most sites have Wake as a 10.5-point favorite, odds at one, minus 115 for the Demon Deeks. John, are you taking Wake to cover? Uh, like you said, Ian, I would stay away from this game. You know I'm very conservative in my approach, I don't like to bet on teams I don't know so much about, you know. Um, but honestly, I am. I, I like Wake to cover this. They're coming off a, a nice emotional win over a top 25 team. I thought they played well against Clemson as well, uh, much like Syracuse did. And that was in the first game of the year as well. So um, I think Wake's a very solid team. So I will take the – you got 10.5 and, and, and 11.5 here. Is it 10.5? 10.5. I'll, I'll take Wake 10.5. Uh, one fit minus one fifteen. Those are the uh, those are the odds. Ah, That's how much you, cash you're winning there, Jeets. But I'm taking Wake to cover as well. I hate to say it, but this running the running back tandem thing has really caused issues for Syracuse. I don't know why it just has. And Clemson, I think the Travis Etienne injury, while it seemed to happen midway through the second quarter, he didn't look exactly a hundred percent the whole game. 
I think I'm I'm completely speculating here, but that might have been something that was lingering. And Syracuse just gets inspired against Clemson. That's how it works. Dino Babers mm-hmm. has Dabo Sweeney's card. Whatever it may be, the Syracuse just plays exceptionally well against Clemson, and I think the Orange might come back to earth this week. I'm taking Wake to cover. There's a, there's a couple um, there's a couple moving parts and pieces. Obviously, Sean Tucker, we don't know his status, and then Tosh. I think if Syracuse has both of those guys, then they have a much better chance of not only maybe playing underdog here, but maybe winning this game. So very intriguing if those two are able to play. One last thing, and then you can touch on the other side of this. Wake is 2-7 and seven against the spread against Syracuse since 2006, but there's also the flip side of that. Yeah, and a lot of these Wake-Cuse games have been decided by double digits. Last year's game, of course, where Trill Williams scooped and scored. That was a massive fumble return to win Syracuse's last game of the season, 39-30. That was the only game that wasn't decided by double digits. So we'll have to wait and see on what's going to happen there. Over under yeah. 48 and a half. Uh, John, I'm going to take the over. Okay. Because I think Wake, while they're probably going to put up a lot of points, I wouldn't be surprised if the Demon Deeks are in the 30s. Syracuse is going to score too. If you can put up 21 points against Clemson, albeit one of those was a defensive touchdown, you can score against Wake Forest. So I have no problem taking the over here. And Syracuse could get another defensive touchdown this week. I Who mean, knows? Who they knows? They so many turnovers. They've had a couple defensive touchdowns this year already. Um, I'm going to take the under just because I don't know if Sean Tucker's going to play, and I don't know that Taj Harris is going to play. And I think without them, it's much more difficult to score and at that score touchdowns, which is critical if you want to hit the over. Yeah, and the, the Wake Forest defensive line could be a huge factor in getting to Rex Culpepper. Last but not least... The SU money line is plus 310, so you're going to win three times your money if you pick the orange. Last but not least, last <laughs> but not least, our Fizz Factoid this week. Wake head coach Dave Clawson played football and basketball where, John? At Williams College, and no one, I mean, no one else notable came from there, did they? No, actually. Well, I'd have to disagree. Duncan Robinson, who plays for the Miami Heat, great sharpshooter who broke out this year uh, in the NBA bubble. He went to Williams College as well for a year, starred for the Fs as a freshman. Dave Clawson was a DB there. He also was on the Hoop Squad. Very Th- cool. That's going to do it for this week's FizzCast preview of Wake Forest. For John Eads, I've been Ian Unsworth saying thank you and go Orange. <laughs>